0: Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's actually our second GPS Training Podcast this month. It's our 34th episode. With the current lockdown in the UK, we are now creating two podcasts per month, rather than usual one, so hopefully this will keep you entertained as you're locked down. This month, we have myself, John, and of course, Ian is joining me. Welcome, Ian, to this month's GPS Training Podcast.
1: Good morning, John.
0: How are things with you, Ian?
1: Fine. Absolutely fine.
0: (laughs) You've had an exciting uh, month then, have you?
1: Um, it's been a different month, shall we say, because um, we managed, because I, I suppose it was just either just before or just after the last possible podcast we recorded, so we managed to squeeze that South Downs course in, but obviously nothing's happened mm-hmm. since then. Um, and yes, my garden's looking very well manicured at the moment. Um, cars are nice and shiny and clean and haven't got dirty again. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's a different way of life, isn't it? That we all need to adapt to. It certainly is. So uh, great. It
0: is. Okay, so without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. In this month's podcast, we're going to look at the following: we're going to look at geocaching. What is it all about? And if we can participate in this with the current lockdown, we're going to look at geocaching. It is incorporated in one of your ex- into your hour of exercise that we're allowed to do. Each day. We're also gonna have a quick look at the best outdoor GPS units for the summer of 2020. And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian has answered while supporting our customers on um, over the email and, and telephone over the past month. So the first thing is a chat about geocaching. Geocaching, Ian, this is actually your idea of a great story, is, is potentially how we can geocache from our home um, and um, with a current lockdown, we can incorporate it into our one hour of exercise a day. So first of all, Ian, what is geocaching um, as an entirety?
1: In the sim- most simplistic terms, John, and I know that I will be shocked by every geocacher <laughs> in the country, probably the world, I um. I just explain it to people. It's modern day treasure hunting. I, I, I can't describe it in any other different way. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, I know we're going to discuss about the different sorts of geocaching, uh, geocaches that there are out there. Uh, but even so, um, it is going off with you using a GPS to find something that's been hidden. Yeah. And that to me, the only way to describe it is modern day treasure hunting.
0: And the key thing is, is these these. These treasures or these caches, as they are, they're phenomenal. They're everywhere, aren't they? Do you know, um, and it all comes from a website called Geocaching.com. Geocaching.com. There was something called Open Cache, which is what um, Garmin tried to steal this yes, show they, a few years ago because um, they, did, they? they fell out with Geocaching.com. <laughs> um, but then, then they realised they couldn't compete with them, so they came yeah. back into line. And a yeah. lot of the modern GPS units are actually tied directly into geocaching.com and you can yes. do live geocaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're everywhere in these caches. are just phenomenal, isn't it, really?
1: Well, and this is, this really, John, was sort of like where I came up with this idea of this story for us to talk about uh, on this podcast. Because, you know, I think that, um, well, we all know our local area, I think, very well. And it just, it will give. give people something else to do within the permitted area that we're allowed to be in for our our, our daily exercise uh-huh. um, you don't have to get in the car to do this you can as you say they are everywhere
0: yeah and as I said, it's all done through geocaching.com. Geocaching.com, there's two memberships. There's your free membership. So if you want to give it a go, um there's nothing um nothing lost. No, uh, just register no. a free membership at geocaching.com and um you can you can print off uh, the details. Um or you can have a premium membership which offers digital downloads of caches directly to your GPS. Um this is referred to as paperless geocaching. Um so it's I say it's, it's a two person game somebody hides something um which is a cash and then somebody else uh finds it um as you said there's lots of different caches isn't there Ian um traditional yeah. caches big th- big things or all sorts of things I don't know how much of caching you've done in the past I don't know
1: um I think I can say that I've done so I haven't done if you if anyone wants to look at my account um I haven't done too many um but I've done you know I mean we've done quite quite a few and I've got a bit later on when we talk about a particular sort of geocache I've got a great story for you John that I even did a bit of homework for for yesterday and it is a good story this um but anyway that's for a few minutes later um but yeah, so there's the, the traditional cache that I've done. Um, the, the ones I quite enjoy doing that I've done quite a few of are the multi caches yeah. where you, because I think the, the multi cache is that you go, you get the first set of uh, coordinates to walk to. Um, and the coordinates on the website are either as latitude, longitude, but for quite some time now in this country, uh, they also give the British grid reference right. uh, for the. For, for the cache, and what I like about the multi cache is that you end up basically doing going for a walk. Uh, uh-huh. you go to the first cache, and it gives you, you you find it, gives you a new set, of, uh, a new grid reference, go off to that one, and it's slowly, you, you end up going for a really nice walk, yeah, yeah, in your local area. Uh-huh. If there is a multi cache, um, so yes, and there are virtual uh caches, and oh, all, all, yeah, yeah, so it is, um. There are different sort, all different sorts of, of caches that you can do. And they show on the website what type of cache it is as well, which uh-huh. is... So, you know what you're going to be involved with
0: doing. Traditionally, it's like a, a Tupperware container that you yeah. you put something in and take something out. But actually, if you're, you know, you see often the old 35 millimeter rolls, don't you? Yeah. Um, I've got yeah, little paper okay. caches rolled in, and yeah. there's magnetic yeah. ones that sit under benches in parks. Yeah. And again, even just going to geocache.com, putting your postcode in, and seeing the caches around you. Do you know, we're, we're in a rural village in Northumberland, and, and literally within. Um, Five minutes walk in each direction. I, I know I can do five caches, and that is yeah. no exaggeration. Yeah, it's it's yeah. phenomenal, really. Same,
1: same for us. I mean, we're sort of like on the edge of uh, Haywards Heath where I live, and you know, so it's still you know just houses basically, but there are caches, um, literally. Both ends of our road that we live in—it's uh-huh. quite, quite extraordinary, really.
0: So, if we've got a GPS, there's no reason why you can't just sign up for a free uh, account down well look at those caches near you put in the grid reference or the latin long whichever one you want to do and then go and find it and it's just straightforward as then you log it on the website that you found it and then um you start building up your your cache count as such and i know we go to some of the big geocaching events now we get to mega and pyromania and things in the summer and these people are phenomenally fanatic about it it's, it's unbelievable isn't it
1: oh I, yeah and i i mean i've and i'm sure you have on your courses um had people geocaches who come on our courses, they sort of like you can always tell, um, with the greatest respect to geocaches, you can always tell who they are because they come in, settle themselves in, say hello to you, and then they're off trying to find the local caches to, right, the, yeah. to where the, the, the course is being held. And I think it's great because you know it, it, it is it has such a big following in the country, but I think apart from having a really big following, especially at this time. People who are, and I have noticed a sort of like a bit of an, uh, an an upturn in the numbers of questions that I've been getting through the technical support. People getting their GPSs probably out for the first time for quite a few months, dusting them off. Uh, you know, when they're all updated and all this. Stuff. It, they are actually these local these geocaches are a good way to just go out and prove to yourself that you can either remember how to use your GPS or you know for people who for someone who's just bought a gps because they can't go for a long walk because they can't get in their car quite rightly to go somewhere for a walk it's an ideal way to start to get to learn how to use a gps and and um prove that it works and does what you know, we,
0: we say it does. Yeah, because what you're doing is like intensive training, really, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. it's kind of creating a waypoint, navigate to that waypoint, create a waypoint, yeah. navigate, and that is, that's yeah. all it is. It's just navigating yeah. to a waypoint, but it just happens to be a cache, and there's something at the end of it that you hopefully yeah. can find and log and come back to. A lot of the modern GPS units, like the um, Oregon 700, 750, 750T, and now the 66S, 66ST and the 66I, um, actually, when you log into the profile for geocaching, it actually gets you to automatically log onto the website and link the two devices up doesn't he when you've got it paired yeah. in your mobile phone that is and therefore you do live geocaching so if you've gone to these units go into your geocaching profile and it gives you a little url you go in there register on geocaching.com and it pairs the two accounts up doesn't yeah. it it's phenomenal yeah. really and then you can just yeah. say download yeah. the caches near where i am and you it goes online right. downloads yeah. them onto your unit and then you can just go off and find them and you don't need mm. to plug it into a computer like you had traditionally with the old yeah. way of yeah, doing geocaching
1: because the, the old system was very much used to have to go with a list of caches uh, and grid references with you all or ha- have stored them all in your GPS beforehand. But now you can do it, as you say, live off the new... Mm-hmm. new you know, the, and, and it's really good. Um, but yeah, my story, John... I am just going to say, I'm
0: waiting oh, for this story. I'm going yeah, to talk yeah, about geocaching. <laughs> I just want to hear your story. And far better, far more exciting.
1: Right. The one. So the one thing we haven't... Uh, in amongst all the caches, one thing we, one we haven't talked about, are trackables, right. um, and these are little, and these are little, um, sort of like, um, they're toys, they're whatever, they've all got their unique code, and um, so when I knew that we were going to be storing, uh, and, and they're hidden in the Tupperware boxes, and, uh-huh. and the idea is is that someone, uh, you know, you you buy the trackables from the website. Um, and you and, and you launch the trackable in a box yeah. um, and you can follow its progress uh, around well literally as in my case, Europe. Um, so um, so yeah and, 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 and it's all um, you can see where this uh, this little toy has ended up. So we' um, say so when we knew we were going to do this story um, back in 2007 um i picked up a little trackable bear right uh, from a geocache on the south downs okay and we knew that we were going within it was within a week or two of going to see friends of ours who live south of frankfurt okay in Germany. so the trackable sat in the boot of the car and we went for over a course of a couple of days afternoons uh with our friends and then their young daughters we did this most beautiful multi-cache through a local forest to where they live in the vineyards. Uh-huh. And, and it really was a you know two stunning afternoons walking. And when we got to the the end of the geocache, so to speak, we finally got to the 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 Tupperware box, literally in the middle of a very dense clump of trees. Um I left the trackable in there. Uh-huh. So I thought yesterday I thought, I wonder if this trackable is still out and about and it is right and it was launched so it was launched in South Wales in uh, uh, July 2005 okay and it is currently stuck um, around the uh, the Arnhem area of Holland okay Um, and it's traveled since 2005 5,318 miles. Wow.
0: Brilliant. <laughs>
1: and, I, and I found because I, I, there are there about, I think, f- seven trackables that were all had the same name. And so it did take a <laughs> bit of time to find the one, but I found it. I found it and I found the log of where I dropped it back in 2007. Um, and uh, yeah, so I we dropped it in, it was very early August 2007. In these woods, uh-huh. in the re- re- this really thick part of the forest, and um, and yeah, so it's so it's it, it's sort of like made its way out from uh, south of Frankfurt out into sort of like central Germany, right? Uh, and then it made its it's made its way all the way back across Germany into Holland, and it's sort of like seems as if it's got a bit, it's a bit stuck <laughs> and it's been going round and round in circles for. Quite some time now, but the geocaching.com um, website for this trackable, it's actually got a map. Right. So it actually shows the map where of the where map? the trackable has been since it was. Since it What's was. What's the trackable
0: to... called, Ian? Do we know what the trackable called? Um, it's,
1: or... it's it's called Sea Bear. Sea Bear, uh, like a letter C, is it? C- uh, no, as in Sea. Bear. I think it became. I think it became a a a bit of a. Uh, it's a bit landlocked because I, I think the idea was that it the idea was to try and keep it along the like near to the sea. But you took
0: it's it inside a forest in the middle like, of Germany. Right, <laughs>
1: so, but, but I didn't realise, I didn't realise at the time that that's what it was. But it's only well, you know, it's it's back, it's getting back, it's back in Holland, you know, getting nearer to the sea again. But having said that, it ended up even further into Germany before.
0: <laughs> so, if there's any listeners um, of the podcast who live in Holland, they need to go and hunt out sea bear and bring it nearer the sea. I'll bring him nearer the sea. And, right, uh, I've even
1: got its trackable code as well. That people can trackable look.
0: code would be fantastic. Right, we so can even put this in the notes of the uh, podcast, and podcast. then our listeners yeah. can hunt sea bear out and move him or her on yes, back to the yes, sea where the sea. He, he or she belongs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, but I think it's great, it's really great. It's a good little story. I thought because. When I was struggling to find it to begin with, because there was say, about seven, I thought, "Oh, I recognized the little photograph, because like, someone had taken a photograph of the trackable and it is like a little, it's like a little teddy bear." <laughs> Five thousand three hundred eighteen miles, John.
0: Oh, dear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no Answer to that, really? Do you but... know, I'm
0: going to put this into context, isn't it? Do you know we're in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> it's now. I must say to our listeners, it's actually eight twenty in the morning because we're recording this before we open our telephone lines at nine o'clock, and we're talking about sea bear, a trackable bear that's travelled around the world over five thousand miles, and um, yeah, a Ian, It's a strange yeah. place. <laughs>
1: it's only jump because I had time yesterday afternoon to actually. <laughs> I think normally, I said, "Yeah, we did a trackable." Back in two thousand and seven, <laughs> dropped it in Germany. I've got, and you'd have said, "Oh, do you know what happened?" And I said, "No, <laughs> I had all, the, <laughs> I had all afternoon to find it." <laughs> so,
0: what's the track? Do we have the trackable code then? This yeah, is the key thing. What's the trackable yeah. code for it, you? So know?
1: it's uh, TBK. TBK. Five Y one.
0: Five Y one. TBK five Y one. I know we have some yeah. geocaches. Listen, any geocaches yeah. in Holland? Hunt yeah. out seabear TBK. Five Y one, and take the sea bear a little bit nearer the coast, <laughs> and then the world would be a better place, won't it? it <laughs> I don't think I don't think we can continue any more about that chat about the uh, since you're because I think that has kind of hit it, Ian. I think that's perfect, yeah. isn't it? Really, yeah. I think that's a. No, it, I say
1: it is. It is, and and I think the other thing is is that again, um, you know, I've had this commented a lot. On by a lot of people who come on our our courses, um, it is a good way to get uh, children out. Um, you know, it's it you know for a walk. They've got a bit of technology in their hands, and mm-hmm. and and it, you know, I, I I think genuinely it is. I mean, as I say, my geocaching dot uh, com finds aren't many, but you know, I've just, I've done a few mm-hmm. since two thousand. I think I my count about two thousand. Well, two thousand six, I would have opened it. Uh, when I first got my first GPS, but um, yeah, it's it, it. My views are it has its place and a big place for a lot of people, and I think it's. I think it is great. Joking apart, it is great. It's a good way to get out, especially at this time, to do a bit of a walk. And um and to and you know, anyone who has bought a new GPS or that haven't had it out the drawers for some time, uh had it in a drawer for some time and just got got it out, it's a good way to go out and practice it is. And as
0: you say, you can do it from your doorstep and again you don't need to get your yeah. car to do it. We can do it from our store so be part of our one hour exercise a day and it gets it keeps keeps you up to date of using your GPS unit. Yeah. You? So when the whole yeah. thing's are lifted Restrictions are lifted, we can get out and do our bigger walk, and you will be a better skilled person with your GPS yes. unit after you've done some geocaching. And you get a bit of fun as well. well and if yeah. you've got kids in the house or your, your wife is a bit reluctant to get out, no, it's, it's a great yeah. fun thing it to is. do. As a family, uh, meet a lot of families who do it. So it's a, it's a great thing there. So, yeah, it's a really good thing. And again, I just mentioned earlier on, you know, some of the newer units, Oregon 700 range and 66 and 66i range do live geocaching as well. So yeah. a really nice, easy way to do it. We don't need to keep plugging it into your um, into your computer to do it. So, Brie, Ian, thank you very much for um, entertaining us. So you didn't even know that was coming. I didn't know that was coming. And uh, (laughs) Lenders know a little bit more about geocaching. If you'd like to find out more about GPS units that are most suitable for geocaching, please do get in touch with ourselves here at GPS Training on our website. We actually have a GPS um, a GPS review of the best units for geocaching, and that's in the review section of (music) gpstraining.co.uk. The next thing we're going to look at this month's GPS Training Podcast is the best outdoor GPS unit for summer 2020. Over the last couple of weeks, I've just updated the best videos or the best GPS videos ahead of summer 2020. Have you had a at these in or not?
1: Uh, to be honest with you, John, no, I haven't. Oh, that's that's great. great. We're going
0: well, aren't we? <laughs> I'll what I've started doing is because we get a lot of people every, literally <laughs> on a daily basis, filling I recommend, GPS recommendation form. I kind of thought, start of this year, it'd be really nice to visually show people what the units look like and compare them next to each other. So I started this back in January. I did, like, first quarter 2020, and then the start of April, I've done the uh, second quarter 2020, and I've done three videos. Which are the best budget GPS units the best top end GPS unit and then finally i've done the best large screen uh, GPS unit and what I do I literally get the the peep the contenders there out on the table and I video myself going through the various benefits and downsides of each of those GPS units and you can actually see it in my hand I show you the different mapping options that are available and 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 it has varied you know there's um, some units that have come in um, or, or uh, the the budget end I've changed from the first quarter to the second quarter. I've incorporated some uh, some units that we've got um, a number of end of line of and really very competitively priced. So I brought those into that because I think they are there to be um, snapped up again. We've had, you know, people think with what everything that's going on. Actually, our GPS sales have held up phenomenally well. I've had a lot of people even training in their GPS units because we offer that package of we're not just selling you a box with a GPS unit in and I need to go out walking because we offer that training package, our online resource, our online training package. And a lot of people have been buying units and saying, well, I can sit inside, I can learn how to use Garmin Basecamp yeah. with the online training, and also. Uh, I can do a short walk. There's no reason why you can't plan your short walk and, and on, on Garmin Basecamp or on Expedition if we're getting a sat map and go for our one-hour walk from our house using it, come back, plug it back into your computer, yeah. analyse what you do. We've all got the time to do that at the moment. Yes. Yeah. So I've had a really good strong sales. It, it's funny because when the pandemic first hit, we sold a lot more cheaper units. But over the last week, 10 days, we've gone back to our traditional sales yeah. of, mm. right, I'm a, I'm a walker, we're in lockdown, I've been yeah. wanting to upgrade my Oregon 600 or my 64S yeah. yeah. or something, yeah. can you give me yeah. a trading value and now we're buying yeah. a 66 or yeah. Oregon 750 yeah. or a sat-map active 20. And these people are wanting to get to grips with it. And you've seen that, I think, on your support questions because it's less technical questions and more on training questions, isn't it, Ian? Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. And, and and I think that's the, I think it's just people becoming either re-familiarising themselves with their... GPS, um, or you know, it's not so much. I've got a problem with this. I've got a problem with that. It's it. It's more, just more of what's the best way to use it. And, uh-huh. and you know, the and and I think you know the the other thing to mention, John, is is that you know we, um, was we can obviously do so much. I can do so much over the um, you know the support I do. Really, the the place to go is our online resource, yes. isn't it? That's the. That's the place with all the little videos and um, showing people just if they're a bit stuck as to how to they can't remember how to do something, just go to the online resource.
0: It's phenomenal that as well, Ian. Because again. Uh, the newer unit, something like a Success, has over 50 videos in the online resource teaching yeah. how to do everything, yeah. Yeah. doesn't it? And yeah. then the Basecamp videos are... I always chuckle because the Basecamp videos are the way we teach them on the courses, the way we do them as webinars because we say the same thing at the same mm-hmm. time week mm-hmm. after week. Mm-hmm. It's the same procedure. Of, this, is we this is how you set up Garmin Basecamp. This is how you play a direct route. This is how you set a cycling route, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's the way mm-hmm. we, we teach ourselves on the course or we teach our customers on the course and it's all there in that online resource. And when yeah. people have got the time, as they have now, they're buying that new GPS unit and working through that online resource step-by-step. Yeah. Step. And each video is 10, 15 minutes in length, and not just two minutes to do this, this, and yeah. this. It's actually, yeah. it's yeah. nice steady pace, then you can follow us at the same time, isn't yeah. it?
1: Well, no, as I say, it is it, it, it is just a great time, if you're thinking about, and, and I think that's it, you know, we all do lead very busy lives, and, uh, you know for very good reason were our lives have changed and people are finding more time um and this is the time you know probably that you see i think is it because people think oh uh, well i'd really like to get to grips on a gps or i'd like to buy one but oh, i haven't got the time exactly. because i have got to do this i've got to do that and then it go it gets put down the priority list and yeah i understand that but now um you know sort of like that's the priorities have changed the, the the list has got shorter i think hasn't it it's, it has and um, and so yeah it's a good time yeah it's a
0: good time. And I say a lot of people are so if you are wanting just um just send us an email we can do trade-ins of your existing gps units and upgrade to a, a new model and again i keep talking about this online resource it's normally 50 pounds a year but you get that free if you buy that gps unit from us you will also get you no. Know, paper guides, a quick start guide of how to use a unit, quick start guide of how to use your route planning software, and then you also get email support and telephone support for the first year. So um, yeah, luckily you'll be liaising with Ian rather than myself, um, because he knows a lot more than what I do, <laughs> so um, that's what we'll. That's what we do. We kind um, of send an email in. We'll sign that to Ian, yeah. and then he will hopefully. And again, as you rightly say, you're sometimes even ringing customers up and logging onto the computer and showing them what they need to be doing to get to grips with the unit. And if you are indoors at this moment in time, um, it's a great time to do it, isn't it? Ian?
1: Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: so if you want to watch these videos i'm talking about which is the best gps unit for the summer 2020 just go to our website gpstraining.co.uk click on reviews and the second story down you see the best handheld outdoor gps units of summer 2020. i'm just going to throw something in quickly in just i was just thinking as we talk about gps units one well, other thing that's been hugely popular in the last week is webinars, isn't it? Um, before we jump onto your FAQs, yeah, the yeah. webinars yeah. He, he actually he, he rang me or emailed me on Tuesday and said if you want a hand, I can take some of the customers off for you for the webinar. Because on our webinar um, on Tuesday that we did, uh, it was on Garmin Basecamp for Windows user. We had record people on it. You know, I think a lot of people have seen that. I'm sat at their home. This yeah. is a great opportunity to get to get grips with the software. And the the, the webinars on the route planning software, there's Expedition. I know you got a GPX one coming up on Expedition or Windows for Windows and, and, and Mac. We've got separate ones there. It's a great opportunity, in to get to grips with it doing these webinars, isn't it?
1: Oh, isn't it just? Yes. Uh, as I say, it, it's... um, it, it's, um, it's How can I put it? it? It just gives people the opportunity, and it's not easy, from, I think, from our point of view, to explain to people mm-hmm. rather than try and put it into words in an email if it's a... Because sometimes people you know we do get quite a long question it's how you reply to it and hopefully things don't get lost in translation and they are a great way to show people um or to help people who have got you know because a lot of people have a good basic understanding of uh, base camp or expedition to but it's just helping them again go that one stage uh-huh. further I've had questions about you know I've had a few questions about well you know when we're finally allowed back out to go walking I want to be able to do this uh-huh. and and again so the webinars are a good way of actually showing people yeah. um customers how they do whatever they want to achieve now for and then they've got time to go away practice play with it locally before we're uh-huh. all you know
0: and what we do in these webinars people don't know you log on it's actually a zoom call zoom's very much in the press at the moment um and we we share our screen with you so we sh- share our screen with you and you see garmin base camper we using a barn garmin base camper or expedition you see that on our screen and we work through everything from setting that up for the first time the settings you need to do um, how to create direct route turn by turn routing how to download gpx files from the internet and that's the kind of areas that we cover and i'll be honest with you i keep going back at the online resource and the webinar and our physical courses as you imagine ian and i deliver the same thing again and again and again so actually when i deliver a webinar as you do ian it's exactly the same as what we do on our two-day gps training course yeah. isn't it, it is. it's it's yes. kind of work through because you do it every weekend you go right Start day data on our GPS training courses, let's set up garment base camp and let's do this. It's yeah. exactly the same as what I do on a webinar, and you're just gonna kind of go into yeah. autopilot, yeah. really. And and they are they're just it's just nineteen pound yes. ninety nine. You know, it's it's phenomenally so, and I, I even had a mm-hmm. number of people mm-hmm. like you've had the unit for two or three years. I kinda of got to grips with it, but there's a few little questions I've got. You can log on, there's a chat box there, you can ask questions. Yeah. And I actually quite make I kind of ask quiz questions and I do yeah. kind of as I'm doing direct routes, let me know what the maximum number of waypoints we have in it and people guess and get these numbers drummed up to people. So it's not just we'll show you. It's kind mm-hmm. of it's yeah. and the other thing I've said to people on the webinars and and um is you do, if you do have a second computer, a second laptop, or a tablet, Play that actually on your tablet or your computer, and then follow us step by step on your own computer so you can watch our screen yeah. and have a second yeah. screen. And you can follow us, so instead of just sitting there for an hour and a half going, I'm yeah. overwhelmed by it, if you can set up your yeah, route right. planning software as we set ours up, it's set up for life and you never need to do it again as well. So some, it's done, isn't it? It yeah. is done, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's there. And again, we've started recording it as well. So, well, we're going to start recording them. I've, I've done one or two so far. So, actually, if you want to, if you come on one of our webinars we're hopefully going to upload a copy of that so you can refer to it um for for the end of time but it's just going to be for the people who have actually purchased that webinar rather than going out for public views as well yes, so uh, yeah, don't forget to yeah. do that ian when you do yours um week after next <laughs> 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 i've got to do mine that's on a, tuesday so i'm going to uh, record yeah. my next one which i've got a week on tuesday <laughs> and you've got one a week on wednesday haven't you I have, um, Yes. so indeed. that's uh yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, so if you are wanting to just go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk click on courses at the top and then bottom left on the left hand menu bar you'll see or webinars, and you see the list in date order, and you can just book yourself on. Mm. Or alternatively, just give us a call, it's 0169 621044 and we can just take that, booking over the telephone. Lovely thing is, because we've moved now into Zoom, we used to be limited to 12, 14 people, but now um, we're limited to 50 people, so, because we have a commercial license with Zoom, um, so we can get a lot more people on those webinars, yeah. and uh, we're not limited as we were in the past, which used to drive me uh, slowly mad, so uh, we can, <laughs> (laughs) We can do that there. So, yeah, if you are interested in getting to grips with um, either your unit or route planning, um, um, just have a look at our website, and we can book you on one of those webinars. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's FAQs—the frequently asked questions he's been asked um, when doing the support role over the past month. Um, Ian, your first FAQ is it going to be a Garmin one, isn't it? I believe.
1: Darwin, one. That's it. Um, and what it is is that I've had I had a couple of people on a course quite recently, and then I've had the same question this last week. That I think what's happening is that a few people, um, which goes back to our sort of like our webinars really as well in many ways, is that they understand that you can download a GPX file off any old sites uh, that have walking website onto their computer. And what they're doing, it seems, is that then they're then copying and pasting it directly into the Garmin folder, Uh into the GPX folder, Um, which they can do, but (laughs) as, as as I pleaded with someone the other day, please put it first into Basecamp because you don't know what sort of file it is. If you end up copying and pasting it direct into the GPX folder, of your Garmin GPS, then potentially at a later stage, or even at that point, you can end up deleting something or moving something that you shouldn't need delete uh, moving and then the unit won't work and then you'll have to send it back to Garmin and they'll charge, understand it quite rightly and understand we they'll charge them for mm-hmm. the reloading.
0: The- We've actually had a few yes. people who drop a GPX file and then the unit starts crashing because actually the GPX yeah. file is corrupt and then as it boots yeah. up their unit, it crashes and you can go, what have yeah. you done? I've not done anything. Yeah. Well, you must have. And then you can, if you can search the internal stories, you find this horrible GPX file. <laughs> so- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah. and as you say, it's 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 corrupt or whatever reason. Yeah. And actually, I don't really know why you would do that because you would want to see what you're going to do before you go for your walk or your cycle route, anyway. You know?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, but I think I think you know, with the people who have been doing this, I respect they probably don't, you know, probably um, aren't aware that it is a much better thing to do because. It's sort of like none of these GPX files are moderated, they, by anyone, they could be the most dangerous, you know, you could be going for the most dangerous walk, not that you can go far at the moment, but, you know, when you when we are back out, you could end up putting a GPX file in anywhere where, you know, North Wales, the Lake District, Scotland, somewhere where there are some very severe um, drops and if you're not a very if you're a competent walker but not confident for whatever reason um or you you know you could really land yourself in a lot of problems Mm -hmm. and i think more than anything is it's it's a safety thing isn't it that you're that you you, by by not putting them transferring the gpx file from your computer into base camp then you don't know what you're putting into your gps at all and you don't really know Virtually until you're out there, what you're going to be uh-huh. walking or cycling, and and whereas at least by bringing it the one stage further from your computer into base camp, you can have a look at it, you can see that you're happy with it, you can change it, you can you can look to see how far it is. Whereas if you're just putting copy and pasting it straight into the GPS. You're just not going to know anything about it, The,
0: are the you? basics, you don't even know if it's a route or a track. You don't even know what oh, yeah. navigation experience you oh, can get no. when you're out well, walking. No, oh, it's not no. beeping at me. Well, it, well it's yeah. not nothing else. That's I put this GPX file, I can't find it. Well, is it a yeah. route track? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's... Uh, so yeah. I, I totally agree. As, as we cover this in the webinars and on the course. You know, Import that GPX file into Garmin Basecamp. As you rightly say, you can edit it. The start and finish might be like a, a closed route. You might want to ed- yeah. delete some of the last waypoints. points. You might yeah. want to edit it a little bit. Or you might look at, oh, that's not for me because we're going to the top of wherever which is too high and just yeah just edit it and you can convert it into a route or you can convert it into a track and you've got so much flexibility and yeah it's like like saying it's like somebody giving you a guidebook and saying go for this walk it's on page 62 and you're not going to open the guidebook before you get there (laughs) isn't it it's 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 the same thing you're going to go well you've got to go to this car park open your guidebook page 62 and follow well can I not look at before no you can't look at it beforehand But just, just go important there, yeah. to Garmin BaseCamp or Expedition to your satmap you know, user yeah. um, is the way you can do this, isn't it?
1: And of course, if it is going into a Garmin GPS, it can If it's a route that you, you GPX route with more than 250 waypoints, it's not going to work That's anyway. It's not going to work, is it? So, mm-hmm. so you need to be looking at it first to, to before you put it into your GPS. There's basically. some very
0: good videos in the online resource, Ian, about importing GPS files yes, into, your, right, into, your, yes, <laughs> into yes. your unit. And, it?
1: and and I keep on saying to, say to you, John, I've started putting uh, I've actually got some done the long some long distance route Walks for Wales and Scotland now. Very good. And yeah, yeah. So there's some. If people don't know Wales what we're talking
0: about, because we've been in-house conversation, is we've got a GPX library in the online resource, and uh, Ian's been populating this with. Uh, we've done all the national trails so far. Then we're doing long-distance yeah. trails for England, Scotland, and Wales. This is what we're talking about. Uh, at the top of that, in the online resource, there's some videos that I have done at the top. That's why I said that they're really good. Which is how you download those GPX files from our online resource, import them into Garmin BaseCamp um, for the, the Garmin users, and then how we can then cut them down day by day edit them how we can edit them to make them personal to our our walk because mm-hmm. if you're downloading a, a long distance trail which is a you know a 200 mile trail um you're not going to put that whole trail into your unit because it's going to say you're, you know ian you're walking the speed unit at the end in six days time totally useless information but if we chop it day by day edit right. that up and in the online resources, videos taking you through how you do that and then the idea is once you them into day by day, you can extend it even to your accommodation. It says, right, Ian, you're walking at this speed. You're going to get the end of your days walking at 4.15 this afternoon. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. Or you're going to get there at 8 o'clock tonight. Right, I need to keep myself going because actually we're, we're running behind schedule as such. Yeah, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, online yeah. resources, they be good. Course at the top, then GPX library. I think there's the videos at the top and then underneath is all the GPX files that you can download.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so... Um, Key thing there is with um, Garmin users and uh, potentially SatMap users is um, don't bring your GPX files through Garmin Basecamp or Expedition 2 and don't just drop them on the internal memory otherwise you don't see what it is. Have a look look first. That's your Garmin top tip as well. SatMap top tip, um, what is the advantage of buying premium Expedition 2 planner over the one. I see SATMAP have got some very good deals at the moment um, for the yes. upgrade of the uh, Expedition, 2, the premium version.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, so I've had one or two people sort of ask me, well, you know, it's. I mean, I must say, and I'm probably <laughs> without wishing to be <laughs> quoting the exact price, it the price of Expedition 2. It, it, Seems quite variable um, from, with the greatest respect to Satmap and, and everything. And,
0: Satmap seems to do seems quite variable in price. So <laughs> we um, politically? We're not allowed to politically say that, are we really? <laughs>
1: well, no. But then, I mean, I mean, because I looked at the website the other day, and I think Expedition Two was thirty. Because when I had this query, I looked at it and I thought, oh, it's gone up to thirty. Because it was, I mean, it was twenty pounds for a very long time. Then it went up to twenty-five pounds, and then. It was thirty. Now it's crept up to thirty-five. But then you can get—it says you can get a discount on all Mac products. And I don't know whether, to be honest, with you, I've got no idea if that um, covers the Expedition to sub- subscription or, or not. But anyway, I
0: hope you're not implying, Ian, that some you do have a sale every so often, do you? Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, my to e.g. Date. 12 months of the year. I <laughs> know um, <laughs> oh, they have a week break before each sale. So when I talk to anyone about Expedition 2, it's sort of like, well, the pro- there is a price range of, of how much uh, their premium subscription is for the year. That said, um, I think it, it is worth every penny of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely every penny of it. The free uh, Expedition 2, what it gives you is a very basic sort of like open street map basically. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do, and um, you can see the list when you go into the free version, you can see the list of all the grayed out uh, maps that you get if you go to the premium version. And for, you know, 30, even if it is 35 pounds at the moment, John, it's it's peanuts, yeah. isn't it? Absolute peanuts, and the resource in there for the whole of Europe, and this is where I think SatMap do, so well with their mapping, um, either on the cards or through Expedition 2, it, it's it's just brilliant because you've got all the big European countries uh-huh. on Expedition 2 with the proper countries mapping system, uh-huh. and it's there f- all for £35 a year, and I think yeah. that is that's fantastic and you know i've got people saying well why should i pay 35 pounds you know yes the units are expensive but 35 pounds it really is uh-huh. it was, even if it is that price is it's really not a lot and the the um uh before before christmas i i met a lady up in uh in london for a day's one-to-one training on her with her of 20 and they have a house uh or an apartment out in austria somewhere
0: uh-huh.
1: And they're very keen walkers. And with the moment she, uh, so I got her set up when we did through the Expedition 2, got her set up on Expedition 2. She, she paid, I explained to her the difference, so she paid for the yearly subscription. And suddenly, because Austria is one of the countries that uh, is on Expedition 2, it opened up for her, this lady, you know. All the decent Austrian mm-hmm. mapping, walking mm-hmm. mapping, and it was brilliant yeah, for thirty-five quid a year. Enough, phenomenal. It, 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 and it and it is good. So, that's it. and I mean, you, you, the functionality is very much the same as to how you, but you're so limited in what you can. Well, I say as in you can plan routes, but you can't. You know, you're planning routes off an open street map, which is not mm-hmm. very good. It's very basic bit of mapping, and I think that. I just you
0: say it's, it's less than three pounds a month, isn't it? Really, so it's yeah, less than three pounds yeah. a month. That you're going to get because you get one twenty-five thousand. This country wants yeah. fifty thousand. Yeah. So, yeah. as we already know, the one twenty-five thousand more accurate. We've got our field boundaries. You can get a, you, when you're planning your route, you to get a lot more detail in there, yeah. aren't you? As yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, again, absolutely. for that amount of money. When you compare it to in the Garmin world, you no, know, if you want one twenty five thousand mapping to plan on three hundred forty nine pound ninety nine pound. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. actually, when we're talking like less than three pounds a month for SatMap, and then you can plan on that more accurate mapping, it's yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's why yeah. wouldn't you have it really, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think one thing just just for um just for everyone's information, John, um I know the big the big game changer for SatMap with Expedition Two was that it it works with any internet browser whereas expedition one just slowly sort of like ground itself to halt because of internet browsers um but when it comes to printing the maps um for a long although i'm you know probably may have changed in the last few months i don't know but i got i i contacted Satmap because i used to use firefox as my internet browser Mm -hmm. and i couldn't for the love and the money print uh map, print a map, right. create a PDF or anything of of from Expedition 2, although it's meant to work. I mean, it does work on all the browsers. And um, I think everyone says that Google Chrome, not that we're promoting Google Chrome, but I think but Google Chrome does just work mm-hmm. for printing um, a map. Because basically what it is, one of the functions of Expedition 2 is you can print You can look at your screen and you can either create a screenshot of a map that you're looking at, or you can actually um, produce a a PDF um, file of the map where you're going to be walking or whatever. And Google Chrome does just seem to work. All yeah the time um, we
0: found out with a lot of other things as well Google Chrome. I'm sat here in front of a Mac well actually a lot of things don't work on Safari where you need to download Google Chrome as a browser mm-hmm. and i I prefer Safari as a browser don't get me wrong, but Google Chrome seems to work a lot better. You can't do a lot of things without um with without um google Chrome so it's yeah. it's not it's, so it's quite a nice little an, another top tip really built into a, a top tip that's already there it is um <laughs> Um yeah. yeah, potentially um use Google Chrome than, than any other browser and that works very well with the Expedition 2, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Ooh, yes. And as I say, it it is the re- it, it is just a good um you know, just buy for thirty five pounds uh-huh. Expedition 2, the, the premium version. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And
0: you've got a webinar on the 29th of April, haven't you? Which I is have, John. all about GPX files yes. importing into yep. um, Expedition 2.
1: Yeah, so we'll give everyone just a quick whistle stop tour of Expedition 2, make sure that they're all happy with um, sort of like using and planning Expedition 2 anyway, and then we can move on to downloading files into um, Expedition 2 from. Websites. Mm-hmm. I must yeah. also
0: say as well, if you do buy a um, Satmap Active 20 for ourselves, you do get a, a number of months free of the premium versions. So again, in with the paperwork that we send out with any GPS unit, we tell you how you can get a number of months free, so um, you can try the premium version of Expedition 2 um, when you buy your Satmap Active 20 from ourselves. And I must also say as well is is we kind of joked a little bit about our Satmap always having deals. We actually do match their deals. So if you do see a a, um, a deal on Satmap, get in touch with ourselves. We actually will be the same price as what they are and we offer the free online training technical support and 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 all the uh, extra unique uh, selling that we offer there so if you are interested in a snap map active 20 please do get in touch don't forget we have lots of top tips and solutions to all your questions in the gps training online resource just go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk. click on online resource in the top menu bar and then log in select the unit we're looking for top tips for and you'll see those are down at the bottom And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there's anything else you would like to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch. Please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. Please do take a look at our physical GPS Training courses, which we're hoping to get back on with in June uh, 2020, or our webinars. Just please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on Courses. Please do tell a friend about the GPS training podcast and encourage them to subscribe on whatever platform they are listening to. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or Google Google Podcasts or uh, Android users in whatever. Um, podcast um, listener you listen to and if you do get the option please do leave us a snazzy review on whatever platform you listen to as it really helps our rating many thanks ian for joining me on this month's gps train podcast our second one of april 2020 and uh, yeah, and and we've got to say we've got lots of um, webinars coming up Ian, over the we coming have. month, haven't we? Yes. So before yeah. our next podcast, I think we've actually got uh, uh, yeah, plenty of. I think we've got three uh, webinars coming up. Lots to do. Um, lots so to do, hopefully you can join myself, or Ian, on one of those webinars, and uh, yeah, and and I think wholeheartedly we um, we mean this wholeheartedly from everybody here at GPS. Please stay safe. Um, yeah. Please. Um, it, it, do what you should be doing and, and nothing else. And because uh, we want to see you all here in two weeks' time, and four weeks' time, and six weeks' time, yes. et cetera, et cetera. So thank you very much, Ian, for joining me. And um, yeah, we're actually recording this podcast as well. So if you log onto our website, you're going to basically Ian and I recording it. You see our ugly mugs at, now it's um, <laughs> seven minutes to nine in the morning. Um,
1: see, see what's behind me as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: You'll see me swilling my coffee down to get me going first thing in the morning. So, yeah, thank you very much, Ian, for joining me and keep well and stay safe. And uh, yeah, cheers, guys. Yeah, thank brilliant.
1: you. Brilliant. Okay, thank you, John.
0: Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date
1: with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.